listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animaltopia on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Robert Semro. Thank you for joining us. On today's show, we've got some really fun and inspiring stuff for everyone. We're going to start with a real dolphin tale that has been adapted into a movie. Then we're going to hang 20 with some surfing dogs doing their thing for charities. After that, a story about an inspired Animal Kingdom inventor. And we'll finish off with a fun story from Animaltopia shared with us by a listener. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with the real dolphin tale, surfing dogs, an inspired inventor, and a story from Animaltopia, all after these messages from our sponsors. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Buster. You're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, where the healthy pets go. Enter the code BEHAVE10. BEHAVE, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum. At Petco.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InvoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animaltopia on PetLife Radio. By now you've probably heard and maybe even seen the amazing story about winter. The two-month-old bottlenose dolphin who became entangled in a crab pot line in Mosquito Lagoon in Florida. The Mosquito Lagoon is a long, narrow, shallow estuary that is bordered on the east by a barrier island and on the west by the mainland. Sometimes referred to as a cradle to the ocean, Mosquito Lagoon is home to many different types of fish, shrimp, clams, and oysters that are all thriving in this lagoon. Sea turtles, manatees, and dolphins can all be found here, and in some cases, these larger animals will spend their entire lives in this lagoon. 
I've been blessed to swim with the manatees, dolphins, and other spectacular sea creatures in the various waters of Florida. And I can tell you, it's a rich and diverse landscape beneath the waters there. It's really easy to see why there's such an abundant and vibrant area for sea life. So let's go back to December 10, 2005, in Mosquito Lagoon, where this two-month-old dolphin was entangled in a crab pot line. Though most fishermen stayed at home that day, one fisherman, Jim Savage, decided he would make the journey to Mosquito Lagoon as usual. Well, this day would prove to be anything but usual for Jim. Once Jim was on the water, he headed over to a crab pot buoy line that caught his eye because of its contradictions. See, most of the line was being tilted with the wind, but there was one pot that was bending into the wind. As he came closer, he heard an audible sound that sounded like gasping and a struggle for breath. As Jim pulled up alongside the pot, he was startled and saddened by what he saw. It was a baby dolphin terribly tangled in the lines, struggling to breathe, let alone free itself from its predicament. An auto mechanic by trade, Jim did his best to free and assist the frightened and injured baby dolphin. He also phoned the emergency number for the Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission, who arranged to have someone come out to assist the dolphin. That person was Teresa Mazza, a 23-year-old research assistant for the nonprofit Hubs SeaWorld Research Institute in Orlando. She was ferried out to the dolphin by a second boat that had stopped to help Jim with the injured baby dolphin. After assessing the situation, including the severe injuries to the tail area of the dolphin, she reached out to a colleague for help. Claire Surrey of the Wildlife Commission was that colleague. Teresa and Claire took turns cradling the struggling baby dolphin in the frigid December waters. Hub SeaWorld contacted the Harbor Branch Oceanographic Institution, who had a special ambulance for injured whales and dolphins. It dispatched the ambulance, plus a chase truck with a vet and a team of dolphin experts. However, on the way, Harbor Branch called and let them know that the special ambulance had blown a tire and would not be making it. Still, the team of experts continued on their way to meet them. As evening came, a rescue van from SeaWorld arrived to transport the injured dolphin to the Clearwater Marine Aquarium. Teresa did not make the trip with the dolphin, as she had to attend to a marine science conference the next day, completely across the country in San Diego. She did not know what would happen to this severely injured little dolphin, but she knew that she and the others had done their best to give the dolphin a chance to survive. She would get her next update on the dolphin at the marine conference, when a colleague told her that the baby dolphin had lost its tail. Only one aquarium in Florida, the Clearwater Marine Aquarium, was willing or able to take her. Waiting for the bleeding and severely injured baby dolphin was veterinarian Janine Chianchola, known as Dr. C. Dr. C and trainer Abby moved quickly and tirelessly to stabilize the dolphin. The outlook may have been bleak and the challenges were mounting, but Dr. C, Abby, and the others were determined to make a winter miracle occur. And thus, winter became the dolphin's name. Within days, Winter's tail had virtually melted away, lost to necrosis or cell death, and if rot reached Winter's spinal cord, the dolphin would die. Dr. C worked on the tail daily for months, and in late February, the necrosis of the tail stopped, just one vertebra short of the spinal cord. Winter began to stabilize. She gained weight 
and began to swim on her own, swimming like a fish, moving the stump of her tail side to side rather than up and down as dolphins do. She dog-paddled with her pectoral fins, which are designed for steering, not for propulsion. Aquarium CEO David Yates had witnessed much of the miracle that was winter. And as winter improved, David used his media-savvy and background to bring this incredible story to the world. As fate would have it, not only would David generate a lot of interest, sympathy, and visitors, but his media attention brought a potential solution to winter. Listening to a radio interview in his car one day was Kevin Carroll, the National Vice President of Hanger Prosthetics and Orthotics, a company that makes artificial limbs. Kevin was inspired by the story and reached out to David to say that he thought he could assist with a tale for winter. I recently had a chance to speak with Kevin, an animal lover since his early days in Ireland, about that day and the entire process. And he told me that when he heard that report on the radio, as he was listening about this inspiring poor little dolphin, he thought to himself, that's what we do. Why can't we put a prosthetic tail on the dolphin? Well, not everyone was as optimistic as Kevin, but he spoke with his friend and future collaborator on the project, Dan Strenka. Dan, who himself wears a prosthetic leg since a childhood accident at age four, agreed, and so he and Kevin got started. Dan and Kevin faced many challenges in trying to create a tail that had no place to be affixed to, had to stand up to salt water, travel at 20 plus miles per hour, and survive nine-foot bursts out of the water into the air, all while working with a patient who had no ability to tell the designers any of the problems with their designs. Dan and Kevin developed over 50 tail prototypes. They also developed a liner and a gel that allowed the tail to be fixed to winter stump. Kevin and Dan felt that winter, like most dolphins, was very intelligent. They got the sense that winter was working with them and knew they were there trying to help Winter. With that acknowledgement, they knew they were going to be successful, and it fueled their efforts, even in the most difficult of times. As Kevin and Dan continued to develop the tail, Trainer Abby began getting Winter used to wearing the materials. They had created this special liner with lubricants so that the tail could go over the dolphin stump, but they had to be cognizant that dolphins shed heat through their tails. So it required a lot of care and understanding of the effects. Abby would have Winter wear the liner for small periods in the beginning to see what reactions Winter might have. Additionally, the lubricant had to allow for the liner to be slid onto the stump, yet also be slid off, as it is not something that can be worn all the time. Well, through 50 prototypes in countless hours, the biggest noticeable encouraging development that they saw was that Winter's severe scoliosis had reversed. Finally, after more than a year and a half, Winter began using the prosthetic tail the way it was designed. It was another exciting development in a series of incredible moments. Winter continues to improve her usage of the prosthetic tail and thrills many visitors a year. If you're looking for some inspiration and you have a few hours, go see the movie about winter and all the people we've been talking about called Dolphin Tale. While it's been adapted by Hollywood, the story is inspiring and uplifting. And though many characters have been modified for the movie, including our friends Kevin and Dan, who have been combined in the movie into a single character played by Morgan Freeman, Winter, the dolphin herself, is the star of the movie. And if that were the end of the story, 
it would be simply incredible. Yet as inspiring as this dolphin story is, the humans who were inspired to help her have continued to help many more with their discoveries and developments because of their work with winter. Many of the technologies and techniques they adapted for winter have now been adapted and used for humans from all walks of life. From school children to wounded veterans, the efforts and technologies developed to save this amazing baby dolphin are now giving new life and hope to humans. This is what Animaltopia is all about. Animals inspiring humans to accomplish more than they otherwise would think to do. And when faced with that life or death challenge, Winter rose to the occasion and she inspired the humans that she encountered to do the same. And she continues to inspire them to this day. What an incredible story and I hope you enjoyed it. Next up, I'm going to share a couple of great recent events that featured Dogs Hanging 20 for great charities and a few records. I'm also going to share with you a story about a gentleman facing a challenge of his own and finding the answers to that challenge at a world-famous aquarium. You don't want to miss these stories. So we'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. How would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of InfoSeed or email us at PetLifeRadio.com. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animaltopia on Pet Life Radio. You know, we all love watching the videos of dogs hanging 20 on the waves and the sunny skies and the beach. 
Well, this past weekend, there were two wonderful events that featured dogs and a few of their humans hanging 20. The Helen Woodward Animal Center hosted their sixth annual Surf Dog Surfathon presented by Yukonuba, which is the largest surf dog contest in the country. The event, which is held at the Dog Beach in Del Mar, California, was more than just dog surfing. The Surfathon featured a tribute to working dogs, including police, search and rescue, and service dogs. Other activities included the Beach Bum Bikini Babe Canine Costume Contest, the Do the Da, where people and pets in costumes surf together, as well as the introduction of the first dog into the Helen Woodward Animal Center Surf Dog Hall of Fame. I want to give a special woof to the event's biggest fundraiser and someone we're familiar with here, Surf Dog Ricochet, who was the top fundraiser for this year's Surf Dog Surfathon, raising more than $6,000 for pets and programs of the Helen Woodward Animal Center. Overall, more than $100,000 was raised during the 6th annual Surf Dog Surfathon. About 4,000 spectators, including myself, watched 80 dogs compete but only one was named Top Dog, and that was Surf Dog Buddy from Ventura. Buddy, who has won five of the six Surf Dog Surfathons, also became the first inductee into the Helen Woodward Animal Center's Surf Dog Hall of Fame. I spoke with Buddy's owner, Bruce Hooker, who told me about Buddy literally taking to the surfboard on his own. He shared the story that he was teaching his son to boogie board, and they lost the board. The board came into the shore, and Buddy found it. Buddy raced over and jumped onto the boogie board and then began to ride it as if Buddy was a veteran surfer. Well, as some spectators shared with us, the greatest thing about Buddy is that he can actually turn and maneuver the board. So he does more than just sit on it. He rides it. He works the waves. It's also clear that Buddy really enjoys being in the water. We all watched as he triumphantly shouted or uh, barked uh, as he would ride his waves into the shore, much to the delight of the thousands of onlookers. Now, you may not know Buddy by name, but you've most likely seen Buddy surfing. He's been the face of the dog surfing world for the past 10 years and has made appearances on Animal Planet, Pet Star, ESPN, CNN, NBC, the CBS Morning Show, the iPad Launch, and so many more things. You know, Buddy the Surfing Dog is a 14-year-old Jack Russell Terrier. And he surfs because he loves the water and he enjoys the surfing. Not every dog wants to surf, but those that do really seem to enjoy it. And after his fifth victory in Del Mar, his owner Bruce said, that last heat was probably the best of Buddy's life. It may also be his last competition. Regardless, we salute Buddy the Surfing Dog. May you proudly and playfully hang 20 for many more years to come. And are you listening and thinking that your dog could surf or may want to surf? Yeah, I spent some time down at the event with Peter Knoll, who leads a San Diego-based group called SoCal Surf Dogs. And he says if your dog is going to do it, it should be because your dog loves to do it and loves the water. He also shared with me that safety equipment is a must, especially a life jacket. One of the more interesting things that I saw at the event is that there is now a surfboard manufacturer that is making a surfboard just for dogs. This surfboard has some safety features that only a dog would want, like a softer topside so the dogs can get a better grip, and if there are any falls or bumps, it has less of an impact or a chance to hurt a dog. To the north, in Surf City, USA, also known as Huntington Beach, the Surf City Surf Dog Contest was held. 
This contest featured a number of surf dogs and some owners hanging 20 and getting some Guinness Book of World Records in the process. One of the more prominent Guinness records was accomplished by surfing dog Abby, who rode the longest wave recorded by a dog, surfing 60 meters on her board. Abby's owner Michael and the many spectators were very proud and never had a doubt that Abby could set the record. And while there were plenty of award winners at the Surf City Surf Dog event, the biggest winners were the charity partners who saw thousands of dollars raised to continue to help support their charity efforts. I love these type of events where animal owners find a way to tie in a love for something that they have with more time spent with their animals. Additionally, taking that extra step and being able to raise money and awareness for a great animal cause is something I certainly want to recognize and applaud. So to all the surfing dogs listening, I say hang 20 dude and I'll catch you on a great wave soon. Next up is a great story about someone facing a personal challenge and overcoming it with inspiration from the animal world. Remember back to your birthday or Christmas when you really wanted something so bad that you would forsake all other presents just to get this one present? Well, that's how Alex Andon, president of Jellyfish Art, felt about jellyfish. The following story is about someone wanting something so bad that they create something that doesn't exist so that they can be closer to the animals they love. Alex and I recently sat down and he shared with me how he was inspired to create jellyfish art. It all started the first time he ever saw a jellyfish. And that fascination continued to grow throughout the years until while a marine biology student at Duke University, he started to see it as more than just a hobby. Alex saw how much people truly loved their jellyfish and that you could go to any aquarium and you would see masses of people huddled around and mesmerized by the jellyfish in the jellyfish tanks. Unfortunately for Alex and the rest of us who love jellyfish, there was not a commercially available jellyfish tank that was affordable or in reach of the average consumer. And that's where inspiration and passion met the business world. Alex, who has built some very beautiful and large commercial jellyfish tanks, began working on the idea of bringing the jellyfish tank to everyone who wants one. But since jellyfish are 95% water and easily get sucked into standard tanks filtration systems, he had to redesign the way the fish tank would work and operate. He went from modifying existing tanks to literally creating and engineering the first desktop tank for jellyfish in the marketplace. He experimented with different species of jellyfish before finally settling on the beautiful and majestic moon jellyfish. In fact, now he has created a moon jellyfish breeding program to supply his customers with the jellyfish that they need and want. One of the great things about what Alex has done is that he made it simple for those of us not blessed with a blue thumb, (laughs) or whatever kind of thumb I need to keep a saltwater tank healthy. He's included everything we need including the unique jellyfish desktop tank, the water pump, the feeding pipette, the color-changing LEDs, the jellyfish food, and the jellyfish themselves, of course. Yeah, Alex has put in a tremendous amount of work and effort, even going so far as to research jellyfish from a rubber dinghy in the chilly and shark-infested waters of San Francisco to achieve this dream. Fortunately for oceanic and jellyfish lovers like me, Alex has achieved his dream and has brought to life and the marketplace the reality of having a home jellyfish tank in everyone's home. If you love jellyfish, and who doesn't, 
You can see more about Alex and Jellyfish Art by visiting Jellyfish Art at their website, which is jellyfishart.com. And if you're a jellyfish lover or just a saltwater tank lover, if you're a fan of saltwater tanks and or jellyfish, I'd really recommend visiting their website. They've got a lot of great information, both from the inside perspective as well as the everyday perspective, on everything from jellyfish to saltwater tanks. It's really a great site with a lot of information. Again, I love stories like this. Something wasn't there for the animal world or the animal lover, and someone took the initiative to put their mind to it and create that. Alex, kudos to you. I can't wait to get my jellyfish art tank soon, and I'm sure there are others listening right now who are thinking the same thing. Okay, listeners, one last story before we bid adieu today. This one comes from Juneau, Alaska, and was sent to me by uh, one of our listeners. And uh, this is a great one. Recently, an Alaskan woman punched a bear in the snout to save her dog. You know, it started out as any typical evening for 22-year-old Brooke Collins when she let her dogs out around 7.30 p.m. And then all of a sudden, she heard some barking and then the most horrific sound in the world. And that's when she looked outside and she saw a bear was crouching down with fudge in its paws, her little dog. So she ran out there instinctively. And what would you do? Well, what she did was punch the bear in the face, scoop her dog away, and run back into the house. Maybe not the way they might tell you in a training video, but you know what? It worked. And Brooke, I would have done the same thing had it been one of my two dogs. So kudos to you. You survived it. You saved your dog. And we all got to enjoy this great story in Animaltopia. You know, folks... We want you to share your great stories as well. That's why we've set up a toll-free phone number for you, the animal lovers, to call in and share your amazing animal tales with our listeners. Give us a call and share your inspiring, your funny, your heartwarming stories. We'll continue to have contests with giveaways for the best stories. And we, we all have an incredible story about our animals. So share it with us at the following toll-free number. And you may hear your story on an upcoming episode of Animaltopia. The toll-free number is 855-264-6258. Again, that's 855-264-6258. Or if it's easier, just do what I do. Call 855-ANIMALTOPIA. Well, everyone, we're out of time for this episode, but we will be back soon with more adventures in Animaltopia. I'm your host, Robert Semro. And I'm proud to be an Animaltopian. For Animaltopia, Pet Life Radio, and all those who make this show possible. Thank you, and we'll talk again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.